Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, God's work in yours. In our text, Genesis, the first chapter, the first through the third verses. And then we're going to swing over to the second chapter, the second through the third verses. And lastly, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And then that second chapter of Genesis, By the seventh day, God finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. On the seventh day, God rested and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating he had done. And then 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. If you take a ride through any major street in, in any of our urban communities these days, one of the saddest sights you'll see is the great number of people, particularly men, aimlessly wandering about. Roxbury, where my church resides, and and many other communities in urban America remain mired in a job crisis. While recent national figures have shown some improvement, unemployment in neighborhoods like mine are double or triple the national figures, and that affects all age groups. We have a work problem in this country. While this problem obviously has great economic implications, even more importantly, There are spiritual implications because work is a divine imperative. Work is important to the God we serve. Now, we tend to think of work as a way to pay the bills and support our families, and that's true. But I want you for a few minutes to think of work, any work, as a way to serve God. Today's text tells us, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Now, Conventional thinking, which I considered flawed, is that these words, the work of the Lord, apply only to the specifics of Christian ministry, Bible study, prayer meeting, visiting the sick. But my argument this morning is that the work of the Lord covers work inside and outside a church. God is keenly interested in our work. The biblical doctrine of work is the means that God uses in order to guide us in shaping and influencing the world. Psalm 90, 17. May the favor of the Lord, our God, rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. We go back to the creation story to remind ourselves how important work is to God. From the very beginning, when the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the deep, God went to work. Creation was work. Creation is work. The Hebrew term is malachi. It means God's business. It is not the energy-exerting effort that we think of in terms of work because God is all-powerful. God is omnipotent. God does not run out of gas. God accomplishes his word by speaking. But it is still considered labor, a task, a job. 
taking nothing and turning it into something. And we know creation is work because God rested after he finished. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Now, his rest wasn't because God was tired. His was the rest of achievement, success, accomplishment. God completed the work and the work was good. Knowing this is important so that we don't think humans started work or that it came into history sometime later. Work is a divine activity made even more wonderful because as Genesis tells us, God saw that his work was good. Again, we mistakenly limit good works to church work, but the Bible says good works are works rooted in Christ. Colossians 1, 9, 10, we pray that God will fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. Now, this was a letter written to the church in Colossians, but the message doesn't stop at the church doors. Every effort, task, every job we do should be done for the Lord. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for humans. I worked in television news most of my adult life, and I shudder to think of how the foundation of broadcasting lines up with biblical principles. It does not. Trust me, it does not. Television is a tool of capitalism. It is about selling product. It focuses on building up the kingdom of consumerism, not the kingdom of God. That does not mean that there are not plenty of God's kingdom builders working in television and in television news. The TV industry can and should be just as much of a kingdom building industry as the church. God has structured this thing for his glory and for his goodness. We have the option of working for him or against him. Our work matters to God and God should be in our work. The world does not put God in our work. We have to put God in our work. Now, how do we do that? Well, I think we have to change the way we look at work. How can we serve God at work? If you're listening to this radio and you're at work, how can you serve God where you are? You glorify God. You further God's kingdom. You serve God's people. And you can glorify God in any job. You know, we always say, I want a good job, an easy job, a high-paying job, a job downtown, a white-collar job. But remember, Jesus' disciples, his chosen were fishermen, blue-collar workers, He could have chosen scholars, philosophers, rabbis, but instead, Jesus chose people who knew how to work with their hands. These were jobs that provided services to people. They were jobs that generated humility. They were jobs of people who were teachable. We live in a culture that prioritizes information over service, so we tend to snub our noses at the lower-paying work or so-called lower-status jobs of of maids or dishwashers or busboys or gardeners, and that's wrong because any work can be God's work. I grew up in the South. My mother was a teacher, but most of the women in my extended family were maids, and there was as much dignity and purpose in their approach to their jobs as there was to my mother's approach. I remember Sister Riley, who took care of my brother and me while my mother went to school, turned childcare into an art form. All of the good habits that my brother and I formed in our lives are thanks to Sister Riley because she took her job seriously. She was working for God. She was not just doing a job. She wasn't just taking care of children. She said she was called by God to take care of us. She took it seriously. 
and that meant that everything she did for us and with us was important to God. She knew that there was a connection between the way she helped raise us and the people that we would turn out to be. She saw her work as serving God and serving God's people. The notion of being called has changed down through history. It used to be thought that only those who actually worked in the church were called, that priests and monks and nuns. Martin Luther, one of the first and greatest reformers, opened up this notion that God calls all of us. Martin Luther said, We are all chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now, that's biblical, but he took it to describe all of us. He took it even one step further. He wanted to make sure that people understood that God works in big ways. God makes all kinds of divine connections because God is sovereign over everything. Luther said when when we pray for our daily bread, in fact, we're praying for everything that contributes to our daily bread. The store clerk, the baker, the farmer, the one who milks the cows. You see, Luther saw that it was all connected, and that's what Sister Riley said. There is a greater work here in which she was participating. We are all working for God. In everything you do, Paul says, do it for the glory of God. Do it in the name of Jesus. If we begin to look at our work as part of God's great work, then opportunities will present themselves for us to really, really serve God. Doesn't mean you have to stand on your desk and preach. We are called to represent Jesus in our character, in our conduct, in our work ethic, in the way we treat our co-workers, regardless of how they treat us. Jesus said, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Be shrewd as the serpent, but innocent as the dove. Opportunities will present themselves. When I was transitioning out of television into ministry and I had started my uh, seminary at Harvard University, I was still at WBZ. And everybody knew in the newsroom that I was no longer going to be the main anchor. I had accepted a lesser job so that I could go to school. But day after day over time, people would come to me and, and talk about spiritual things. It was so interesting to me that they were willing to accept the change that was in my life. In some ways, they were willing to accept it more than I. When people in your workplace can see the love and compassion you show, you set a standard of excellence for them. And remember, you may be the only Christian that people on your job ever see. When we do our jobs in the Lord for the Lord, we cannot help but have a profound impact on the Word. In a book called How the Irish Saved Civilization, Thomas Cahill explains how Christian monks, just doing their job, working in the Lord, taking care of the poor, ended up establishing academies, universities, and hospitals. Now, they didn't set out to build these institutions. They were inspired by the gospel. So when you are doing your work for the Lord and in the Lord, you have no idea the capacity of your work. It's hard to stay encouraged when you are out of work. But remember, God is a creative God, and he can take nothing and make it into something. We are all called to serve God, and each one of us, whether we have a job or are looking for a job, whether we're retired or just got fired, no matter what our situation is, good work is serving God and humanity. What separates Christians from the rest of the world 
is our abundant lives. There is a power that comes in the work of the Lord. Nothing we do for God is in vain. If it is done in the name of Jesus, it is done for God. If it is a good work, then it is not in vain. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you love